Hey guys, welcome to Hey Guys, an Internet Obsessed Podcast. I am your host, Amanda Haska, and today I am joined by Jimmy Tatro. Hey guys. Said it right. Yes. Hey guys. Hey guys. He thought it was pretty clever. I do. I Thank like you. That. I, I, like I that. coming from someone as comedically inclined as yourself, I appreciate that you understand it. Thank you. How are you doing today? I'm I'm doing good. Yeah. I was I was telling you earlier I'm I'm on a bit of a Korean barbecue hangover. Which I is, you were, yeah, you were saying that. Is it like meat sweats, that kind of thing? Well, that sounds like a very gross <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to say meat sweats. I just I don't know if I like that that term. Um no, I just yeah, I went to like a food coma last night and then I just woke up like went super hard. Yeah, just like super on like a weird yeah. Korean barbecue. I feel yeah. it's like seeping out of my pores. <laughs> <laughs> I can't smell it off of you or anything, that's so good. that's good. Because you can smell. I, I remember we, I got home one time from Korean barbecue, and my my roommate was you across can, the room, and he was like, "You reek." Can you just get back from Korean barbecue. <laughs> I was like, "Oh man, yeah." Is it is it that bad? The I, whole room just. I worked at um like a fast food Mexican place once, and you come home smelling just like Mexican food, and it's yeah, it's not fun. But <laughs> anyway, so you are part of a show on Netflix that just launched. It's mm -hmm. called American Vandal. I saw the trailer for this like a few weeks ago, like before it was released. And I, I can't tell you, like when I looked at the trailer on Facebook, I think there were about 10 people that I knew who were like tagging other people and like, oh my God, this is so funny. Oh my God, you have to watch this. So if people haven't heard of American Vandal, they don't know what it is, break it down just a little bit for us. Um, I think the best way to explain American Vandal um, is it's much easier to explain it if you've seen right. Making a Murderer or you've listened to Serial. If you're or into true crime. True crime docu-series. Um, but I think the best way to explain it is there There was a, it's technically a mockumentary, even mm -hmm. though it feels more like a documentary, um, about a high school student who was accused of spray painting 27 penises on cars in a faculty parking lot, and he was expelled for that. Um, but then there's a sophomore aspiring mm -hmm. documentarian who believes he may be innocent, mm -hmm. he may be, have been framed. Mm -hmm. um, so he sets out to make a very serious eight-part mm -hmm. documentary series to get to the bottom of, right. of who really right. drew the dicks. I, I watched the whole eight episodes. I thought it was so fascinating. It really re it reminded me of sort of like Lonely Island. Like I feel like this is very something that they would do where it's the concept of it seems kind of you know, ridiculous. like ridiculous and stupid where it's like 27 dicks on cars. It's true crime. Okay. But it's done in such a smart way and such a thoughtful way that sometimes I feel like even like the stupidest comedy is actually the smartest because it's like, it's just so funny. And there are just so many little things. Like I can't like, there's just a lot. Are you a true crime fan? Like, was that I, I, I am, yeah. I enjoy the true crimes. I, I hadn't seen, I haven't seen as many as I should have seen. Yeah. Um, Did you listen to Serial? Like, what ones have you been into or what I've, ones have I'm you? I'm almost done with Serial. I'm, I'm just bad <laughs> at years knocking late. entire series out. Right, like, right, right. I watched the first couple episodes of Making a Murderer and I liked it, but mm -hmm. I just didn't finish it. Right. And no one ever believes me when I'm like, yeah, I started watching it. I just, I just couldn't finish it. They're like, you didn't like it? I'm like, no, yeah. I just... I just Had suck at watching shows. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I really like Making a Murderer. I just started watching the confession tapes on Netflix, which is also really okay. cool, which is about like people confessing to crimes they didn't commit. Oh, wow. um, I heard there's a really good one called like The Staircase or something, and it's about this man or woman. It, someone got like pushed down a staircase, and they don't know 
and it was like was killed. They don't know who pushed. And they don't know who did it. And it's very that one's supposed to be really good. I haven't gotten into that one, but that's another one that's, that's supposed to be good. I, I really want to watch the Jinx. That's the one that I. Oh my that gosh, that one's of. so good. Yeah, that I I've I've heard crazy things. Yeah. I think it's already been spoiled for me, but I still want to <laughs> I still want to check sometimes it out. Sometimes I think. I don't mind spoilers so much because sometimes it's still fun to see how you get from point A to point B. Like, right. you know, just because, you know, like the journey there is almost as rewarding as, you know, when you find out what, whatever it is. But right. I think Serial is the one that I uh, saw the most of American Vandal in. Yeah. Like the director, oh, totally. Tony, was like, have you listened to Serial? I was like, nah, not yeah. really. So I started listening to it on the way to set. Yeah. And, I, and, and it's I, like, this just doesn't add up. Like, right. that's just very, just like, the that, way her voice sounded, totally. I was like, oh, wow, this is, this is so, this yeah. is so Tyler. And it's funny because I remember I was reading lines with my roommate before my audition and, uh, or my callback. And, uh, and my, uh, and like, our buddy walked in from the other room and he's like, are you guys, is this like a, a serial thing? Like, what's, <laughs> what, what is this? And he just, like, heard the lines we were going over, yeah. and he already was like, sounds like cereal. Yeah. So it's just so funny. Yeah, just all the little things. I read, I don't know, if, correct me if I'm wrong, but I was looking at the IMDb for this, and it said that you pitched this idea to Jonah Hill on the set of 22 Jump Street. Uh, uh, that's false. Okay. I, I was, was like, not, I yeah. don't, I was like, that movie was sold a while ago. <laughs> I was like, I don't think this is true. But Back in 2013. Yeah, I was like, when I told Jonah about this idea for the first time. Someone needs to fix IMDb And he then. said, no, well, look at me now. Well, no, the IMDb said Jonah Hill. I'm going to read it to you because I oh, I sort think of, a lot of thought it was true. I think talking about Jonah Hill because of the whole super bad dick drawing thing. Oh, So maybe that okay. was that. But the idea was, it was Tony Asenda and Dan Peralt's idea. I'm not. How did you kind I'm of. Not stealing, stealing credit. <laughs> but this is what it says. Because this, like, I believed this for like a hot second. I wonder if it got taken down because it's Jimmy Tatro, who plays the lead character Dylan, pitched this storyline to Jonah Hill on the set of 22 Jump Street, which Jonah Hill response was complete laughter and said this will make him a star for years to come. <laughs> yeah, that's um, great. I mean, it's totally false, but that's that's pretty funny. Uh, we can pretend like it's true. Like, yeah, yeah. So how did you get involved? If Since you didn't, this wasn't your idea, obviously, and you didn't pitch it to Jonah Hill. Right. How did you get involved? Um, well, I got this super suspicious looking email that said untitled high school project and everything was super secretive mm -hmm. um and you know when they sent me the script it was like it was a password to unlock the script and then it was like you can only view it for 24 hours yeah and if you try to screenshot it or print it the file You'll will be terminate arrested. it said That's what, <laughs> those are the words the file will terminate i was like what is this yeah. i thought it was like a superhero movie like, or something yeah, yeah like something something crazy yeah um and I was actually on set of a movie in Vancouver at the time, and I didn't have anyone to do the self-tape with, so I did it by myself, and I just kind of uh, read the lines with no one, and mm -hmm. then I did a voiceover after to just yeah. make it not sound well, It was a good thing you like weird. no video editing and all that kind of stuff. Did you have to like edit it, or? Well, I did, like, I did the, I, w I said the lines, and then I would leave a pause, oh. and then I would react to it. <laughs> and then I would say the next time and I'd yeah. respond. Yeah. Um, and then afterwards, I just did a voiceover. Okay. So I would, like, watch it, and I'd, like, say the person's line. Sometimes <laughs> I didn't have enough time, so I'd have to say it really fast. Um, but, yeah, I submitted that, and then... And then uh, Do you remember what was your audition, like, monologue? I it love was a scene that I think ended up not oh, okay. being in the final draft of the script. Um, Do you remember, like, what it was about? It, was, it was something about... Uh, 
when I, it was like a scene where I was being interviewed, but my my buddies were all around me. Okay. And the I way was back introducing boys. my girlfriend to the documentarian. Okay. Um, yeah, I, that scene's not in there now that I yeah, think yeah, about yeah. it. But it was like me being like, hey, Mac, this is Peter. Peter, this is Mackenzie. And she's like, oh, is this the guy whose ass you wanted to kick? And I'm like, <laughs> yeah. yeah, this is him. That's funny. Um, so did you, you said you listened to Serial to prepare. Was there anything else that you kind of delved into to sort of get in the mindset of this, like, true crime um, lifestyle? I mean, I think just from, I only really listened to the first two episodes of Serial before, mm -hmm. like, or during the shooting, and I had seen the first episode of Making a Murderer. So you're like, I'm I, good. <laughs> yeah, and I think that was all I really needed to, to... Just to, like, you know... It just, I got it after that. I was like, right. oh, okay, yeah, Dip this all makes Dip your toe into a little bit. And I think for me, it was a lot more, um, I forgot the guy's name in Making a Murderer, but I think... I didn't watch Making a Murderer, if I'm going to yeah, be well, completely yeah. honest too. <laughs> I think that guy was a lot more of who I should have been looking at than the serial. Oh, okay. Like, for the documentarian, I think he should have looked at serial, and he did. Yeah. Um, and then I think he stopped halfway because he wanted to make Peter his own mm -hmm. um, his own character. Mm -hmm. But, uh, yeah. And I'm, I'm going to throw up a little bit of a spoiler. We're probably going to talk about... Because I watched the whole thing, and I, wanted, I need to, like, talk about it. Because I... So far, I have a couple coworkers who have started it, but no one has finished it, and right. I'm the only one who has finished it, so I'm kind of like, I have no one to talk to. <laughs> yeah, well, you I, can just throw a spoiler alert. Spoiler, just spoiler, if you have it. Right I feel really bad for your publicist. Your publicist hasn't finished it yet, so yeah, she can, I'm you can just cover so your sorry. She's in the room. <laughs> I apologize profusely. Um, were there any other, did you guys like, because I know sometimes um, shows will film like multiple endings, so people don't really know. Oh, right. You know, not to throw people off. Did you guys do that at all, or was it pretty? No, standard? no. We it was. Um, I mean, they had it all very meticulously mm -hmm. planned out, as you could see if you know if you've seen mm -hmm. the whole show. Like every detail, and there were certain details that you know I didn't even realize were such big details until I actually watched the full thing. Mm -hmm. And there were so many little things that I noticed afterwards, and I was like, oh, wow, mm -hmm. like, that was a really big, mm -hmm. that was a really big deal. Because, like, a lot of the times on set, it would just be, you know, there was so much improv. So the director would, you know, we'd kind of go over what the storyline was, and he'd say, you know, so this is where you're at at this point. Um, this is, like, you know, what has happened, mm -hmm. what hasn't happened. Mm -hmm. um, this is what you know so far. This is what Tyler knows. And a lot of the times we would just do interviews and it would be a complete improv interview mm -hmm. where Tyler would just be asking me questions mm -hmm. and I would just have to like know the world and my story mm -hmm. and answer it based on that. I was uh, going to say like, was there improv? So it sounds like yeah, a lot of there it. Yeah, was, there was a lot of improv. We did improv takes first actually, okay. which I've never done before. Um, but the reason they wanted to do that was to make it, they just, what they said was like, if you don't know what's coming, the question that's coming, it's a lot more of a natural response and to, like to think about and the answer and like, right. you know, actually come up with something to say. And that's right. what they wanted it to, mm -hmm. to feel like. And I think that actually came across. Like he would do weird things where we were doing an interview one time and all of a sudden there's, we just hear two people arguing in the kitchen. Mm -hmm. And we're both like, uh, we're rolling right now. <laughs> like <laughs> who is just arguing in the yeah. kitchen? And, and we like kind of stopped and like yeah. looked in there like who and it was the woman who plays my mom and the guy who plays my stepdad and we were just so confused and we we're like looking around <laughs> is this real? and then they're like cut that was perfect that was <laughs> that was exactly the reaction we wanted and he just did it because he wanted us to he wanted like a reaction of yeah. us being like 
yeah. confused and he, yeah. he tricked us and it worked out well. Um, and so it takes place in Oceanside. Did you guys, where did you guys film it? We filmed it in, um, I don't know if I should say, but we uh, filmed it in Los Angeles. Okay. And yeah. so how long did it take you guys to film? Was it a long time? It, it was like a month and a half. Oh, okay. That's yeah. not that bad. Um, so did you, so when you found out, so it's weird because I feel like it's left in, left sort of open-ended. Like they kind of give you all the facts and they're like, this is basic, you know, they, they leave it open-ended. They mm -hmm. give you all the information and they kind of tell you, you can come up to your own conclusion as to whether or not this person actually did it. Um, what are your thoughts? What do you, where do you, what do you think? Um, I mean, I think maybe it's just because I'm too close to the project, but I think it's kind of obvious who did it at the end. Right. Um, I know what. Well, because the thing they say is like, you know, through the documentary, they learn how accusations can kind of, right. you know, hurt people's feelings or whatever. And so, but I, I like towards like the end, the last couple episodes, I was like, literally like, like on the edge of my seat, like riveted. I'm like, who did it? I don't yeah. know. But you're like, what? This I, is not I, what I was expecting. I agree. So I think it is pretty obvious who did it, but mm -hmm. I do like that they kind of left it like yeah. to your own interpretation sort of yeah i think it's good that they did that just just because if it was if it was like a hard answer right. um then there would be no you know discussions about you know who did it and i think mm -hmm. i think that if you really like watch it really closely i think it's pretty obvious i mean i don't want to say it's pretty obvious yeah again i think it wasn't obvious just... there would be little things that would happen and i'd be like oh this is what's gonna happen and i was like no just kidding okay no this is what's gonna happen nope that's not gonna happen. like so it's just all over the place in like a good way. Yeah. It definitely keeps you on your toes and keeps it you guessing. It was funny because I watched it for the first time. I didn't watch it like before it came out. I just wanted to be surprised, mm -hmm. which I realized then just meant I was just seeing it at the same time as everyone else. Yeah. Um, so I was watching it for the first time, like the final product with my friends. And I obviously knew what was going to happen. I didn't know how it was going to play out on mm -hmm. screen, um, which I was actually very pleased. I was like, I was watching. I was like, this is so good because mm -hmm. I hadn't seen... Um, anything since like January or February, mm -hmm. um, but it was just really funny to hear all my friends' theories about, mm -hmm. you know, like one episode happens and they're like, oh, it was it was yep. this girl yep. or it was it was him, and they were just so set on these things. Yeah, and I'd be like, I would just kind of like go back and forth with them, like, well, tell me why you think, yeah, why do you think that's the well. Case? This goes back to what we were saying about how sometimes even though if you know the ending, that doesn't necessarily mean you're not going to enjoy the journey of getting there. Right. And that sounds like kind of like how you were, where you knew the ending, so to speak, but you got, you didn't know how they got to that point. Yeah. So, um, which I, it's funny, the open-endedness of the ending made me laugh because there's a joke about inception in the, in the show where you're right. like, I didn't get inception or whatever. Cause that's kind of how inception, like, I feel like the ending of inception with like the little spinning thing and it like sort of tips over and you're like, but like, so what, like what really right. happened? So yeah. that, that made me laugh. And in, I feel like speaking of kind of like meta-ness, so within meta. the show, yeah. the so the American Vandal documentary that Peter is making goes viral right. within the school, goes viral online, like it, it kind of ends up everywhere. And he gets into a little bit of trouble himself, which is very meta because I feel like a lot of these true crime things blow up and people, you know, it's, so I just thought that was a very clever. Yeah, um, I, like, think, I think what they did was cool because, um, <clears throat> I think, I mean, the way they did that was very realistic. Mm -hmm. But also there's that point when he's reflecting on, you know, he's like, and why did I 
really dive in on the on the, whether or not she gave him the hand job. He's talking about yeah. like, how many people got embarrassed yeah. and stuff. And it's like he's it, the documentary is called American Vandal, and then yeah. there's like points where you see people watching American Vandal yeah. in American Vandal. Yeah. Um, exactly. And it's so meta, but it's so realistic. Mm -hmm. And the way that they, you know, portrayed social media in mm -hmm. high school, um, that was one of the main things I took away from the script when I first read it. I was just like, this is so accurate, mm -hmm. and it, and it didn't seem cheesy, and mm -hmm. it didn't seem like, you know, so many people when they're when they're trying to High show high school social media it, it, there's just such a cheesy route that you can go down and and they just kept it so authentic and it was very I think it was very impressive the way they kept everything so real yeah there's um I was reading a uh, a review from the cut.com and they were basically kind of saying how like you could tell that it was someone who genu like because a lot of times with high schoolers and people trying to portray high schoolers on TV it's like an older person's idea of what high school, what they think high school looks right. like. And things, so many things have changed, especially, I mean, it's been a minute since I've been in high school and we definitely didn't have social media and, you know, phones everywhere and be able to like capture everything. So I thought it was very you know, accurate of like every party that they would go to, everyone Snapchatting everything. And, yeah, and, and the way that it was just the de the attention to detail, like, the, like even the captions on mm -hmm. the Snapchat. Yeah, yeah. Like, there was one, there was one, there was like, you know, they show, it says like, Dylan, Dylan all about school now. Yeah. And it was just like, the way that they like wrote those captions right. was so high school and like, right. so 2017. Yeah. And I loved that like, so the nerdy kid, what, Ming or what, I can't Alec, remember. Oh. Um, the the nerdy kid. Ming or Alex Trimboli? Uh, Ming. Ming, yeah. I love that like, he was like this nerdy kid and he was like at the party with like all the other cool kids and it wasn't like, you know, they weren't like making fun of him because I feel like there's this huge stigma of obviously like high school TV shows and movies where they're always bullying the nerdy kid, but they were like partying with him alongside. And yeah. it was just, I kind of like the inclusiveness. I was like, that would have been nice to like go to a high school like that where everybody just seemed to be at this party and it wasn't like, right. except well, for I, people I did hate like, Alex Trumbull. Either. Right. That was, yeah. Cause I mean that, and then I, that I also felt like was realistic. Cause when right. there's a kid that, you know, like Ming, who's just this obviously innocent kid, right? no one's really going to like be a dick to that Right, kid. right. It's the Alex Trimboli's that everyone's like, you know, yeah. s slow your roll. <laughs> Where you're lying about hand jobs and yeah. drinking 11 beers and all that stuff. Yeah. And I, what go were you going to say? No, go ahead. Oh, I was just going to say, I think, I think, you know, guys like Ming really helped bring the authenticity to right. the project just because like, you know, that's not a guy that you s see in like you know, like a CW version right. of like a high school show. Right. It's just, he looks like a very real, real high, high school schooler. kid who like you just yanked out of this, yanked out of this school. Totally. And threw into a documentary. Totally. Um, and so I loved the Wayback Boys, um, the group of, uh, you guys had your own YouTube channel. Yeah. And I just loved like even the subtle little lines of like, when American Vi Vandal went viral within the show, they're like, we have like 700 subscribers now. <laughs> yeah. They're like, heck yeah. Um, so that was fun to kind of see that. Did you bring any of your like YouTube mentality of kind of having that kind of YouTube channel into that or did it, did it just kind of um, work itself out? Well, no, I mean, it, they, it was funny because it was, you know, I had like a prank channel in, mm -hmm. this, in this show, which I thought was really, really funny um, just because it was, such a bad prank channel. Right. 
Um, like they would have a thing called like baby farting and they yeah. would just go up to babies and fart in their face. Like that, <laughs> right. you know, really revolutionary stuff. Um, yeah, and it was, you know, it was, it, we had a lot of fun with that stuff. It was just like, I don't know, it was, it was just a weird, and it, it caused, a, that I think caused some confusion for people that know like, my uncle told me that one of his friends was like, hey, I saw uh, your nephew's documentary. I thought his, I didn't know his name was Dylan. <laughs> um, <laughs> like, yeah. And I didn't know he was, you know, just out of high school. It's like, I'm, I like, I'm like, how did you, yeah. like, you must have heard just like, you know, through the grapevine, yeah. Uncle Jim's nephew is, right. or Jim's nephew, he's yeah. not Uncle Jim to everyone. Uh, but Jim's <laughs> nephew has a YouTube channel. And then yeah, he yeah. sees this and he's like, Huh. Because really it feels so realistic. Like, I feel like if you had no idea, like, if you watched this and weren't really internet savvy or didn't really know about, like, the YouTube world, you would, like, maybe think it was real. Because I know when I watched the Netflix trailer, I was like, I mean, I recognize that guy. Like, I know he's from YouTube, but, like, what? I was like, is this real? I didn't right. know, you know, so. That was, like, one of the things I think that, you know, actually may have worked against me during the casting process yeah. was because they they wanted it to feel very real and they wanted people that you maybe hadn't seen before. Right. Um, I think that kind of went out of the window once uh, some of the people got involved because, mm -hmm. you know, there was other familiar faces in there that, yeah. you know, are pretty well known from like Disney shows mm -hmm. or, or whatever Like Caleb Worthy. He actually, he was like one of our first guests on this show. Oh, really? And the, he I, he I was so good. Yeah, he was, he was so good. He was like braces. one of the one thing, like the one thing I wish was that I had had more scenes with, with, uh, yeah with Alex Trimboli because I just would see him get into character and he would just start yeah. doing this thing with his mouth where he's just like. Yeah. Cause I think we all sort of knew someone similar to him in high school where he was just sort of like there and just like wanted so desperately to be cool. And just, it was, yeah. he, he was pretty spot on. He was great. Cause he's just like, and then you see him in person and you're like, I remember I saw him on set and I was like, I was like, who's this Hollywood looking guy? And then they're like, that's Alex Trimboli. I'm like, <laughs> That's not Alex. Like, I read like Alex Trimboli as being like nerdy. And then they threw his braces on uh, and like yeah, made him yeah. kind of greasy and like yeah, gave yeah. him that haircut swoosh. And I was like, that's Alex Trimboli yeah. for sure. Yeah. Um, if there was another character that you could have like tackled within the show, like is there one? Like, do you see yourself like being able to kind of take on someone else's role or like do you just kind of see yourself as Dylan and like that's that? Um, in this show? Mm hmm. I don't like know. Who, I who felt do you like, think had like a fun time with their character? I mean, I think, uh, yeah, I don't know. I don't think I could have. No. I mean, I think I could have maybe played someone else, yeah, but yeah, like, yeah. I just think, um, like, I don't think it really would have worked if I was one of the documentarians. I don't right. think he would have bought that. Yeah. I don't think my voice is right for, yeah. you know, the the narrator yeah. of the whole thing. Like Tyler's voice was so mm -hmm. was so perfect as the so narrator. Good. And I was just like when like, I was listening to it, I was like, oh man, you sound great, man. Yeah. He should go into like actual like narrating. Yeah. Or, like Dateline, if Dateline ever needs a new narrator, I feel like. Solid move. Yeah. So how much like obviously Dylan had the YouTube channel and like the prank channel, all that kind of stuff. So how much of yourself did you kind of see in him, would you say? I think like, were you pretty, how were you in high school? Like, were you, would you have drawn 27 dicks on, on cars in high school? I would not have drawn 27 dicks in high school. <laughs> um, but a lot of Dylan's character did resonate with me just mm -hmm. because he was, I got into a, a lot of trouble in high school for stupid things. I was involved with the TV. Yeah. Uh, the TV oh, show. Oh, really? 
um, I had a lot of problems with the, the lady who ran the TV show. I was more like um, just trying to make it funny and mm -hmm. just trying to make like a Saturday Night Live type weekend mm -hmm. update kind of show. Mm -hmm. um, and she wanted to do like a serious news show. So we always just kind of battled. Mm -hmm. um, but there was so much of me that I was able to bring to Dylan just because you know, like, like the, for example, the director asked me, like, hey, do you have any videos of yourself as a kid, like, maybe skating? Yeah. And I was like, Tony, that's all I did when I was a kid. I was literally just going to say, there's, like, all this younger footage of you. And I'm like, I'm pretty sure that's actually him. Yeah. And it really just sort of fits so well. And I, he was asking about that, and I was, like, telling him, I was like, I used to make these really stupid skate videos where we were inspired by, like, you know, Jackass or whatever yeah, yeah. was before Jackass. It wasn't. I don't even know if that was out yet when we were doing these yeah. things, but it was just like us being these stupid, we were, you know, 10, like yeah, yeah. shooting these, our version of like badass skate videos. Mm -hmm. And looking at it now, you know, it was kind of embarrassing. Um, but like things like that um, were just really, really easy to bring to the Dylan character. Mm -hmm. And then, of course, you just have to dumb the whole thing down right. like a lot. Um, yeah. Yeah, that's like the one, the one thing my mom says. She's like, he's not stupid. He's not that stupid. Yeah. I'm like, mom, you don't need to vouch for me. It's fine. <laughs> <laughs> I loved the um, how he was like a driver for Postmates, and he'd be like, I'm losing money on this job because I go run errands, and it's like, I want a smoothie too. <laughs> it's right. like, I'm getting a smoothie for this person. And that was like one of those things where, you know, we just, they would just kind of like let me run with a lot of these mm -hmm. things, and we'd just keep, keep going and... You know, I'd, start, I'd say something weird, and yeah. like, yeah, they don't, they don't want to use that. And they'd be like, actually, elaborate on that one yeah, a little yeah, more. Yeah. Like, keep going on that tangent. Yeah. And then, you know, get something super weird. Yeah. How did it end up at Netflix? Like, were there any, was, like, Netflix, like, the only place you guys took it to? Or, like, how um, did well, that Well, I wasn't a together? part of that, okay. that process. But um, from my understanding, Tony and Dan first, or, yeah, Tony and Dan first sold it to Are CBS. Are they, like, the showrunners or the writers or? They're the creators. Okay. Tony was the director. Okay. Um, but they brought it to CBS, and I think CBS it's too was instantly it's too down. And then oh, they like they wanted it, or they were not. No, they wanted it. Oh, okay. yeah, they were like that's loved so it. interesting. I feel like and I think they originally wanted to do it as like a shorter thing, like a ten minute, like okay. go ninety kind of thing. Oh, okay. And then they brought it. I, don't, I think it, after that, I want to say Funny or Die. I'm not 100 percent mm -hmm. sure. And then once they had that package, they brought it to Netflix. I think they realized while they were doing this, they're like, wait, we have something really good here. Mm -hmm. um, and they brought it to Netflix, and, mm -hmm. you know, Netflix was on board, which yeah. was which Well, was I feel awesome. like it's smart because, I mean, there's cursing, and there's, like, there's just so much that wouldn't have necessarily worked on, like, a network show or right. something Right, yeah, like there's that. so many, like, we would do these takes with the Wayback Boys, and, you know, cussing is just, you know, part of their language. But <laughs> we'd be shooting, and, we, and we'd realize, like, Okay, there's a lot of F words in this. Mm -hmm. like, there's like, there's and, like 30 in this one. And scene. teenagers cuss, and high schoolers bit. cuss. You know, so to that's kind of why I liked 13 Reasons Why. I don't know if you watched that, but that's on another Netflix show. And they just, it was a very authentic portrayal of high schoolers because I feel like a lot of times with high schoolers, they're not cussing or they're not partaking in like those kind of things, but with um, American Vandal, like the partying and the drinking and all that kind of stuff. That's what yeah. high schoolers do. The language so. was very, and I think a lot of that had to do with the way it was shot and like the looseness of, you know, they would do these things with the cameramen where they like wouldn't tell them the blocking mm -hmm. and like, it just gave it that a lot more of an authentic feel. And, and you know, when we're actually having a conversation, they're just kind of like letting us yeah. 
talk. Yeah. Um, and the other, the other way, the other members of the Wayback Boys were so good um, and just so, so real. Mm -hmm. and just brought a lot of that. Um, mm -hmm. I keep using the word authenticity, but but it's true, yeah. yeah. And especially like the SoCal vibe of it, like you could just tell that they were all very Oceanside, very you know. Yeah. Um, but you guys definitely played that to a T. Um, so I know you probably can't answer this, but it was left sort of open ended. Is what do you think season two? Like, if there was going to be a season two, mm -hmm. what do you think it should follow the same? Well, Diana? I know things that I can't yeah. really discuss, okay. but I do know that season two, if it were to happen, would be a new, it would be a new, Vandal. Um, a new <laughs> thing. Like, yeah, it wouldn't yeah, yeah. be the same. We wouldn't still be dwelling on Yeah. Uh, well, that's fun. That's, I mean, I would be super down for a second season. I feel like I'm gonna have to, I watched it so quickly, I feel like I need to like go back and watch it again. Just cause, like you said, like I feel like there's probably little things that I missed or. And there's you know. a lot of things that, you know, earlier on in the show you think might be irrelevant, like mm -hmm. little details that you're like, why are they still talking about right. this? And then when you get later on in the show, you're, they bring all these things up again. Right. And you realize, oh yeah, that's, that's why they were, you know, yeah. going so hard on this one little thing. Yeah. Well, anything else? Like what? So, what else do you kind of have in the works right now? I know you have your YouTube channel, Life According to Jimmy, mm -hmm. correct? So, what else do you kind of have in the works right now that you can discuss? Because I know uh, a lot of times YouTubers, it's like, I have so many exciting things that I can't talk about. What well, yeah. can you talk about? I mean, I don't. I can. I think I can talk about them. I have. I'm pitching um, a couple shows right now, actually, mm -hmm. um, and I have another series um, that I've been doing on my YouTube channel called Real Bros of Simi Valley, mm -hmm. which is kind of a you know spoof of Real Housewives, mm -hmm. um, except it's just these bros who do nothing with their lives. Mm -hmm. um, and yeah, I'm working on, we're writing season two of that right now, um, and then we're pitching two other shows, and there's a movie in the works as well. You sound like a busy person. So a lot of things going on, I don't wanna, I don't wanna jinx. Right. Um, but yeah, a lot of, uh, a lot of good wheels are in motion right yeah, now, so I'm, that's I'm awesome. really excited. Yeah. I do have one question that I wanted to shoot your way. So I know you've been with YouTube for a while. I feel like you, when did you launch your channel? Like, I, I started it in, I technically started it in high school in like 2010, just to upload some of my old uh, NDTV mm -hmm. videos from high school. <laughs> um, but then I really started, I really started making moves uh, early 2011 mm -hmm. and then like late 2011 is when I got on like a once a week video schedule mm -hmm. and really started you know what do you sort of think of like the YouTube landscape today because I feel like there's I don't like it <clears throat> <laughs> what I was because I was gonna say I feel like there's I, there's a weird sense of everybody just wants to do things for clicks like no one yeah, is really it's, it's I mean it's kind of one of the reasons I've distanced away. myself from YouTube lately is just because I don't really like what it has become in the last few years. I feel like it's very just clickbaity and, you know, put a crazy picture in the right. thumbnail and very quantity over quality as a, as a platform overall, which is just not something I agree mm -hmm. with at all. Mm -hmm. Um, and, and it's, it's always been a consistency thing. It's always been, you know, you gotta upload every Monday or right. you gotta upload every day. And right now what's hot on YouTube is, is daily videos, putting like, on a video every day, which I have absolutely no desire to right. do. Um, I'm, I don't, I don't, 
Like, you know, I, I respect how much work goes into daily vlogging. It's not That's easy. I, can't I don't, I don't get how they do that. Like, they film their life every day. Um, and you know, they upload, they edit it and upload it every day, which is, I mean, that's, that's insane. And mm -hmm. they make a lot of money and they mm -hmm. should because it's a lot of work. Um, but I just, I have no desire to do that or I have no desire to put that much of my life on display for, right. for people to see. Um, it's just very different from what I've been doing on YouTube for, you know, since 2011, which is, you know, comedy sketches and, mm -hmm. you know, I've done certain things that are, closer to that um but yeah it just I, I just don't feel like youtube is really the place for for what i'm right trying to do which is kind of an internal debate I've right been, i've been having for for mm -hmm. a while now but i'm not going to stop making right youtube videos i just Cause it's a fun platform you know and it's stuff that you can do on your own and obviously sounds like you are comfortable making your own material and you don't really need to rely on other people or you know writers or whatever so why not if you feel like putting something out there and you don't know where else to put it like why not just put it on youtube yeah you know? i think what i will say about youtube is it's really helped shape my like go get it attitude just towards making things um because i've just for so long been able to you know write something and then do it yeah um and a lot of my frustration with other projects <laughs> comes from you know Waiting the fact around. that I've been doing that for so long and now there's all these obstacles I got to wait on like you know two execs to make a phone call for mm -hmm. a month and it's all these things that are out of my control that I didn't have to deal with before right um, but I think I actually figured out what I need to be doing on YouTube which is I'm just gonna be doing uh, seasons so I can mm. you know not say all right I'm gonna try to do a video every Monday right. I can say for this amount of time I'm right. gonna do a video every Monday and then after that, I'm going to go on another little hiatus to yeah. work on other things. Yeah. Well, all, all good stuff. Um, thank you so much for joining me. Thanks so where me. people check out American Vandal on Netflix, all eight episodes available right now. They're, I love that they're only like 30 minutes, so you can watch them super, super quick. Yeah. Um, and where can people find you? Um, you can find me on YouTube, Life According to Jimmy. Twitter, Jimmy Tatro. Instagram, Jim Prov. Well, there you go. Go find him. That's all I got. <laughs> <laughs> and make sure, yeah, watch American Vandal. Hilarious. And make sure you follow us. We're at instant.me, uh, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, all that good stuff. Again, this was great. Thank you. Thanks for And we'll see you guys me. next time. Bye. Bye, guys. Bye, guys.